The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly. To your favorite sports show, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 84 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor. We are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. And Jess, the Eagles, we wanted to talk about it sooner, but the Monday night football game made it hard for us. But they absolutely dominated on the main stage against one of the best teams in the NFC as well on the main stage. So it was absolutely incredible. It was one of those things I talked to John Ritchie um, earlier before the game, and he was saying between these two teams, they're going to be like in the top five best teams in the NFC, and this game would really predict if who was number four and who was number five. And the Eagles proved that they are definitely up in that top five. What were your main takeaways from the game? I mean, my main takeaways from this game were – you know, just, I mean, it was borderline a a flawless game. You know, you can get, you know, I know, unfortunately, Jalen Hurts had the the one interception. um, But, you know, other other than that, and a few other, you know, very nitpicky things, this was as close to perfection as you could play. Now, I think those kinds of things get eliminated if you're playing, you know, a, a worse team, right? But yep. against a team that as is as solid as the Minnesota Vikings are, or especially, you know, the way that they played the week prior facing the the Green Bay Packers and, you know, the the for, the reigning MVP of the league, you know, that's about as perfect as you can be. And all of the criticisms you know, of Jalen Hurts over the last season, as well as after week one, I thought 
you know, the, the offense especially did a sensational job. You know, it was Jalen Hurts' best career performance to date. He was, he's, you know, been the highest graded passing quarterback in the NFL for, through the first two weeks of the season. He only had five incompletions. He threw the ball 31 times and had, you know, and that, that was the whole thing. You know, when his completion percentage were, percentages were higher last season, he was only throwing the ball, you know, between 15 and 20 times. Yeah. 31 pass attempts, 26 completions, over 300 yards, a touchdown, and then you add on his his 60-ish rushing yards and, and two touchdowns. He had a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal performance. And then additionally, you know, spread the wealth around to all his different receivers, you know, between every receiver on the roster, and then you add in Dallas Goddard and, and the running backs as well. He had a and you know, biggest takeaway you're insane if it's not your biggest takeaway is is Jalen Hurts and the way he played yeah no I agree a hundred percent and especially what you said it was near perfection and it honestly even though you said it was one interception and a couple of little things here that stopped it from being that 100 percent perfection but when it's against a team that I was just saying is considered one of the top five in the NFC that's perfection uh, me you know what I mean beauty is in the eye of the beholder Jess (laughs) and that's what it looked like though like it was perfect it was on the main stage and I agree with you one thing I will say I think it's more of a coaching thing is the fact that they didn't score in the second half I mean the offense still looked great in the second half they just didn't put any points on the board so that is one thing that I will be a little nitpicky about and want to see this week is just their second half adjustments offensively right and that it, I mean, to be honest, too, look at it. It was 24 7. It's not like the other team scored in the second half either. So, as long as they were able to like stay up and um, kind of have their foot on the necks of the Vikings for the second half, I understand that they were probably easing up a little bit. Um, but yeah, second half adjustments is what I want to see different. But that is so much better than what we talked about last week. You know, like I wanted my biggest thing last week was I loved what we saw between Hertz and Brown in Detroit. But one of my biggest concerns was the fact that they didn't get any completions to Devonte Smith and they didn't go and keep beating the dead horse with getting Dallas Goddard the ball. And this week it was awesome. As soon as kickoff started, you just saw the ball going everywhere. And it, when you have that, and that's one of the things we talk about coming into this season was how many weapons they had. And when you utilize that, it's going to be almost unstoppable. Mm-hmm. for this offense you know what I mean how yeah. can you predict where the ball is going to go when you're utilizing everything and then you have such a mobile quarterback that has made the improvements to his passing game so it it was just very very fun to watch and it's also amazing because I feel like almost as almost every show we've done probably repeatedly over the last couple of years we've been like oh this team just is hard to watch yep you know and this game was actually so much fun. I was exhausted because it was going late, but I had a blast the whole time. I was still cheering at like 1030 at night. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun to watch. And I honest to God, didn't even recognize that they didn't score a point in the second half until Jalen Hurts pointed it out it, you know, in his, his post game presser. I, because they were still, you know, moving the ball at will Mm -hmm. and, you know, really doing whatever they wanted to do to the the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, I know that, you know, it, it was a little bit of a cause for concern that he wasn't, you know, spreading the ball around as much when they were in Detroit. 
Um, I wasn't as worried about it just because, you know, I, I thought that it was, you know, possibly because, you know, we know that Jalen Hurts doesn't really get rattled, right? He doesn't look stressed. He doesn't look happy. He doesn't look sad. He just is kind of there and he's very even keeled throughout an entire game. But, you know, regardless, I think first game jitters still kind of creep into everybody just even not even in a nervous way but in an excited way you've got so much energy and you know you're so amped up to get out there and I think that you know someone that he has as good of a rapport with is AJ Brown even though AJ Brown is new to an Eagles uniform I think it just it was just comfortable and he yeah. always open I, that yeah. you know, the always open sign in his locker his Instagram <laughs> is always open he's always open because he's also just an enormous human being and he's so unbelievably strong that it doesn't matter if he's yeah. in triple coverage, he's always open. So I think that was just, you know, sort of, and there were, you know, a couple of balls to Devonte Smith that, you know, he probably should have had in that game as in that Detroit game as well. But, you know, thankfully we can, we can just put that to bed for now because of the way that he really adjusted. And, you know, I just think it, it can't, it, it can't be talked about enough how perfect he was from a passing perspective and some of the balls and windows that he fit them in his time mm -hmm. was better the way he was seeing seeing the field was so much better and you know there's nothing more I love than watching him do that and shut people up on the national stage and I think that's 100%. also something that cannot be understated is the way that again on you know on the stage with the brightest of lights the Eagles came out and they put out that performance and you know it 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 was such a good feeling to to watch them do that. No, one hundred percent. And also, obviously, we're talking about basically the stealer of everything and like gets all the attention. The offense because it's what makes it exciting and fun. But obviously, wow. you also have to get give credit to Shane Steichen for his play calling. I like that. That's part of the reason why. Jalen Hurts was able to spread it all over the field. So that was an improvement I love to see. But then also over last week, I thought that was yes, tremendous. 100%. And then you look at the other side of the ball, and obviously Darius Slay, but also the whole defense and Jonathan Gannon, the entire thing was just a work of art. It and was. especially, especially, obviously, Kirk Cousins, we know that he's all over the place and he's very stoppable. But Justin Jefferson, he was one that, like, up until last week, or I say last week, up until Monday night, um, you, nobody knew how to stop this guy. You know what I mean? So that was something that, I mean, obviously I do think that they are getting a lot of credit from national media as well for that because they should be. They but that it. was something that caught me off guard. I was not expecting that. I even, in one of my like pre-game shows, was saying – I mean, let Justin Jefferson eat and worry about the rest. You know right. what I mean? And they didn't even have to do that. It was absolutely incredible what they did defensively. It reminds us that we finally have two, not even just serviceable cornerbacks, two extremely high-level cornerbacks that yeah. this defense can, you know, we've been so used to these last couple years Justin Jefferson's going to get his. DeAndre Hopkins going to get his. Devontae Adams going to get his. We've been so used to taking that approach as fans and when talking about the game and, and you know, 
giving our predictions and things like that. That's the approach that we've had to take for a very, very long time when talking about the Eagles. And I think we're so used to it at this point that we don't have to do that anymore because we can, you know, we, you look at it and you thought, okay, Justin Jefferson's going to get his. Let's make sure we contain Adam Thielen and don't let them get the ball moving on the ground. And if the offense is on is on point, this is a winnable game. Mm-hmm. We don't have to look at it like that anymore because we do have an extremely high caliber defensive line that can stop the run very effectively. They didn't in Detroit, but they can, and we see that they can because Dalvin Cook is no, you know, no, no, sl- you know, he, he yeah, he's not, not a slouch right off. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. The <laughs> my head you know so he's he's not someone that you can just brush off either and you know they did abs an absolute phenomenal job you know not only Darius Slay had the the sexier performance because he was the one on Justin Jefferson he's the one that came away with all the interceptions but what James Bradbury's doing on the other side can't be overlooked as well so it's unbelievable what this defense was doing and I, you know, give credit to Jonathan Gannon. I thought he had a, a very, very good defensive game plan. He's not a big blitz guy, but every blitz he dialed up on Sun on Monday night was perfectly timed. Um, you know, Kirk cousins was average at best as he tends to be three interceptions and, you know, Darius Slay had two, but probably should have had six. Yeah. Um, they held him to 62 yards on the ground and Justin Jefferson was under 50 yards no complaints beautiful it was beautiful it was it was it was a work of art on Monday night and it really just I think because obviously going into this season there was a lot of hype around this Eagles roster because Howie Roseman did a fantastic job in the offseason so there was a lot of hype but I think that game on the main stage against the top competitor like we've said really just solidified how good this team is and will be because obviously as long as they stay healthy I'm extremely uh excited about this team just because the Eagles no matter how good or bad they start they always trend upward knock on wood but they always trend upward throughout the season they make the right adjustments so that's what I'm expecting is just for us to get better better as long as everybody stays healthy and we're praying to the gods and I'm knocking on wood again but that is it's just one of those things that like, how could you not be overly excited about this team? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think we've all had bad experiences as Eagles fans with seeing a, an on paper, Mm -hmm. good looking team, right. And getting too excited. But I feel like, you know, everyone was saying, Oh, on paper, if they perform the way that they could, but I think as Eagles fans, we, we talked about this leading up to the season, we've sort of tempered our expectations that the expectation is win the division. Anything else beyond that, is a bonus. They, especially now with the injuries around the rest of the division, they absolutely should run away with this division. So with that, we're going to take a quick break before we talk a little bit about the upcoming matchup, which is the first divisional matchup for the Eagles of the season. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. 
Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into episode number 84 of Babes on Broad. So we just gave our breakdown of the spectacular Monday night football matchup against the Vikings. But like you said, going into the break, Jess, first divisional matchup of the season, and it's against our homeboy, our former homeboy, Carson <laughs> Wentz. And this one, it's really, I feel, obviously, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. And I, you do divisional matchups, always hard. So you can never just think it's a win on paper. But this is getting way overhyped because of the fact that it's Carson Wentz. And I'm falling into that because I'm really excited because I think the fact that it's Carson Wentz is going to make this even more competitive than the fact that it's just a regular divisional game. I totally agree. And I think, you know, there, I have two very kind of separate thoughts on this. Me too. Me too. (laughs) One side of me is like, this has trap game written all over it because it would almost be just like too perfect for the Eagles to continue this like offensive hot streak and continue the way that they played on Monday night and, you know, absolutely smoke Carson Wentz and the commanders in their own dumpster fire of a building. (laughs) But then like the other part of me knows that like, Carson Wentz crumbles under this kind of pressure so badly and the Eagles are just straight up a better football team yeah and I just so I I almost don't even know where to go with it because I think that it it could go either way well so I I'm very similar to that but I'm not as nervous about a loss like I think I have this score prediction which we'll get to but I think it'll be close to the score that I'm thinking anyway but I'm not sure if it's going to be because Carson has some extra motivation to come out and prove himself so he does make something happen Mm -hmm. or if the Eagles just dominate so much that Washington will get some just because they'll kind of take their foot off the pedal towards the end of the game because they're just trying to save some guys (laughs) you know what I mean so I'm not sure which way it's gonna go but I don't think I'm nervous about a loss I just I or okay I don't think I'm nervous I think they're going to win however if they disappoint us and fall flat on this one I don't think I would be surprised like okay, I, so I like I would be upset and like bummed like yeah. a after an Eagles loss, but I there's like a part of me that would be like, yeah, I saw that coming, kind of. Okay, so I you're going either 
you're going either a win, like happy win, like expected win or a bad win kind of thing. Bad quotation, like you won, but you didn't really win like you were supposed to. Yeah. And I think if they do you know, sort of end up losing, it'll be one of those where I'd be like, yeah, that's about right. You know, like it, it like I don't guess I'd be pissed. I, I'm going to be, of course, I'm going to be pissed, but I'm, it's not going to be one of those that it's going to, that it's like going to totally lead me to like all oh, the whole season's derailed. And, you know, maybe they're, it's not going to be a maybe they're not what we thought lost. Oh, no, 100%. It's just no. one of those like, yeah, that, that makes, it makes sense that that's the one they lost. I can see what you're saying. Goals. And I 100% see what you're saying. And, to their credit, Washington isn't as bad as we thought they were going to be coming into the season. Um, at this point, none of the other NFC's teams are as bad as everybody thought they would be. Giants have somehow put something together. Commanders are the same way. And uh, they the beat Giants the Jaguars. They're a really terrible football team. Yeah, but they're still 2-0. and all. I didn't they're even expect that. Terrible football teams. I know. I mean, it's not the way the Tennessee Titans lost to the Buffalo Bills. I know, but it's not like I'm shaking in my boots. But they are better than people expected. The Commanders, I mean, Carson Wentz last week had a really good game quarterback-wise, even though they did lose to the Lions, which we saw how good the Lions were when we played them in week one. So, I mean, he did have a good performance, and he's like, I think he was fourth best, um, according to yards, in week two. Um, so he had he has seven touchdowns on the season so far, three interceptions total. But last week alone, he had uh, three touchdowns, one interception for a 99.6 passer rating. So he is starting to get comfortable and he does have weapons. I mean, he has McLaurin, Samuel and then Dotson's like a kind of low key third guy that he's got when the other two are covered. So he has weapons. He is able to make things happen. Um, so the definitely not problem, a sleeper team. The only problem with their offense is. He is their offense. So if he is not playing well, or if he doesn't, you know, if, if he's doing his thing and he he can't rely on anything else, they have 173 total rushing yards through two games this season. 173 total rushing yards for the entire team. Miles Sanders has 176 alone. So – one quarterback probably has close to that. <laughs> yeah, Jalen, I think it was like 150 something. Yeah. So it's all on Carson Wentz. So if Carson Wentz is Carson Wentzing, that that's a great point. Is going nowhere. And so, that's what kind of leads me to this week with the theory I said before. It's either going to be so bad that they end up putting up some points just because we have second and third string out there by the end of the game, or Carson does come out with a little bit of a vengeance kind of thing and makes something, not a lot, but something happen. Yeah. I mean, he's still been, he has been sacked six times. And mainly because of what we had experienced with him as well. Him just trying to be Superman, holding on to it too long, Mm -hmm. taking too much time kind of thing. So that is one thing though. It's like that it's frustrating because like, me and you, we're not Carson haters at all. We made that known. Like, we really respect the guy. We think that he does have some talent. But it's frustrating when you see just stuff like that. And you're like, dude, make the adjustments. Like, it's almost at this point, it's like, do you think 
that you're too good and you don't have these adjustments that are right in your face that not even just one person has told you. It's quite clear that this is something you need to fix in your career and you just has it. Right. And it's so, something so small. It's like that that's so fixable. Yeah. hundred percent. And, you know, and to make matters worse for them in that lack of run game, as well as, you know, Carson not getting the ball out and they lost their starting center last week as well. So he's on IR and they are moving one of their guards over and they signed um, another you know, six year veteran to, to bring in as well. But um, he's going to play guard as a po and the, one of their guards is going to play center. So they're shaken up on the offensive there. line. So again, doesn't help the run game. Doesn't help, you know, Carson Wentz doing, doing his typical thing there. And the Eagles defense is probably the best one that they're going to face that they have faced so far this season. Oh, 100%. And additionally, you know, they've given up. And I think it, it was an average of 29 points through the first two games. So, you know, I, the Eagles are the easily, obviously the best team that they have faced so far. The lions are a better football team than people mm-hmm. expected. Um, and, you know, they gave up 36 points to the Lions as well. And, you know, the the Jags – Jags won last week. Who the heck did the Jags they do didn't. last week? Um, somebody that it was – they weren't the favorites, and I had them. Who was it? Who on God's... Carolina? Oh, no, they shut out the Colts. Colts. Okay, that's who it was. They shut out the Colts. 24 Zippo. So again, it's still early. We don't know exactly what every team is, Um, but the, the Eagles, I'm telling you, it's going to go, it's going to be an ugly win or they're going to absolutely dominate from start to finish. I agree with you. And like, just even like moving in to our predictions, kind of, I, with what you just said about our defensive line. So how I talked about Carson maybe coming out with a vengeance and making something happen. That's how it's tough to predict too, because this defensive line, this is a former guy that didn't leave on the best note. They obviously have respect for Carson, but it's also like, it's been said that he wasn't the best team guy, you know? So it makes you wonder how much, by the way, what he owned that this week, by the way. Oh, I missed that. What he said. One of his press conferences, he said, you know, you know, all, typical Carson Wentz press conference, you know, never anything negative. Yeah. He's, you know, yeah. There's his time in Philly. It's a great sports city, great fans, blah, blah, blah. A lot of guys over there. I still respect always cherish my time there, but you know, I've grown up a lot since then have a lot of, you know, time to reflect. And, you know, there are times where I could have been a better player, could have been a better teammate. And, you know, blah. and I was like, okay, good yeah. on you for owning it. It is. It is. And he also knows that Philly is very good at char- chalk, but Oh my God. I can't so- talk. Chalk. <laughs> chalkboard that's what it is a chalkboard right, <laughs> uh chart oh my god what give up give board up. material you yep. know what i'm talking about yeah there we go we're just gonna leave it at that but so he was trying to avoid that but back to what i was saying yes. you don't know how this defensive line is going to come out they could have extra vengeance of wanting to come out and get carson as well they know what he can do they know if they put pressure on him he's going to be sackable these guys haven't had nearly as many sacks as you would think they would have with how strong this defensive line is on paper. So they could be looking at this as one of their stat booster games as well. So it's really tough to predict because 
not only is it a divisional game, which are hard to predict, but there's a lot of emotions from both sides going into this. Um, I do think that Carson will come out and be able to put something together. He does have weapons, like I said. Um, so I'm leaning towards that um, scenario instead of the just blow him out of the water right away. But this defense right now, too, is like, I mean, this offense for us right now is just so on fire. They're going to put up points. So my score prediction going into this is 33-17 Eagles. Because I do see towards the end of the game kind of just like fading out. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see, similar to last week, like come out guns a-blazing and just dominate and then just kind of take a chill pill in the second half. But I do want to see second half adjustments made from the offense. So hopefully they put up like 10 points in the end or in the second half. I, I, I agree. I think, you know, but I think one of the things that the opposing teams have thought about and, you know, adjust to with the Eagles defensive line is they have to get the ball out fast or you're screwed. Um, And again, we know that's not Carson Wentz's strong suit. And if he chucks up a Hail Mary just because he's, you know, because he's going down, there's guys that are the Eagles are going, going to pick to it. turnovers off of that this year. They're not, you know. Darius Slay is probably at the machine where he's grabbing the ball, fixing those hands. Well, yeah, that's – I think Devontae <laughs> said, told him, he was like, you better get on the jugs machine with me after, yeah. after this game because you have so many of those. Um, yeah, I, so I, I do think they're going to win. My final score prediction is 30-21, pretty similar to yours um, because I, I totally agree with you. I think the offense is going to put up points, and I think the defense is going to do a good job of – you know, shutting down anything that the the commanders can get going, maybe a, a little bit in garbage time. But, you know, ultimately, I think it's going to be competitive to start off because, you, as yeah. we talked about, it is a divisional game. Um, they always are. But the Eagles are just quite simply the, the better football team. A hundred percent. I agree. Um, something that's exciting looking ahead, too, though. I noticed this. Um, so you have Washington this week. We have Dougie P and the Jags next week at home. Then we go to Arizona, and then we have Cowboys. I don't know if it's home. I think it's home. Is Cowboys it? home. Yeah, they play okay. the Cowboys away on Christmas Eve. So yes. that was home. So looking at those four games that we have, like with Washington this week, that's a very favorable beginning of the season. I say out of those, I'm, and this is me being generous, I say three out of four we get as wins. Yeah, I definitely think – it's a very, it's a very, very, very winnable stretch to set yeah. them up in a really good position going in towards the end of the season, which I agree. We love, they've got a really, they've got a very favorable schedule going forward. They have a few difficult games. The Packers come in on a first Sunday night game. You know, the, they play in they Dallas Saints. at the end of the season. They play yeah. the Saints at home. Who knows what the Saints will be by that point? I know. <laughs> you never know. Well, the Saints are always one of those teams. You either fear them and then they don't end up being what you thought or you overhype them and then you kill right. them. You never know what you're going to get. But again, depending on – that's their last game of the season. So depending on where they are by that point, that true. could be Gardner. Could be just – yep. We just It doesn't even Very matter. True. So we'll see. But you're absolutely right. They've got a really favorable stretch coming up and hopefully we are just in for some exciting – Eagles football and some very 
very happy Sundays. This is just so fun, Jess. I love when the team's like this because it just makes our job so fun. It makes it <laughs> instead fun. Instead of us just, instead of us coming out, yeah, we're the Bay of Zone Broad. The Eagles need to do this again, this again, and this again. Same oh, show sorry. that we did last week, people. <laughs> you mean recording the same exact episode every week because they do the same, same stuff different day? <laughs> Literally didn't even have to change our show sheet like multiple times in the last couple of seasons. I know. So we it's just, it's just nice and refreshing. Yeah, we just changed the team name and the final yeah. score. Literally. Ridiculous. We, I remember doing that. That was so brutal. Uh, it was. So it's just nice. It's nice. And our fellow uh, companions, the Bills, Bills Mafia, they can rejoice as well. The state I'm of Arizona is going to explode when it's an Eagles-Bills Super Bowl. I love it. I feel like the Bills literally are the AFC version of they the are. Eagles. And that's why I just love them so much until they're our opponent. Yeah, hundred percent. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun season. <laughs> I I'm just super excited, and I'm super excited for an Eagles win on Sunday. So mm-hmm. thank you for listening to episode 84 of Babes on Broad. Thank you as always to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you're subscribed, following, like, comment, rate, review, all that good stuff, and we will talk to you next week.